Ah, it was a stupendous Mother's Day 2020 for me. My mother passed away over 10 years ago, so I wasn't able to adorn her with my love, but I adorned her with daily love when she was here. No regrets. So if your mother still lives, take no day for granted. What made my Mother's Day 2020 so special? Well, my family showed me so much love. My daughter, my son, my very young grandsons, they're six and three months old, my son-in-law, and my siblings, nieces, nephews, cousins, and close friends. A hearty thank you again to all of you. I love you with my whole heart. He is my light. He is my strength. He is the anchor of the hope that I can truly change. He magnifies what I can give. With every step and every breath, I'll worship him. He is the only way and I know he lives. Those are the lyrics too. I know he lives. Let me tell you a story. There are many stories in my head, but this one is rated as one of the most life-changing. Some events in our lives have a way of showing us that our life can be changed in a flash. Whether a believer in a higher power or not, the realization is evident that we are not in control of many things that happen in the world, not even our own life. We can pray, we can be faithful, but whatever the Lord wants to happen or not happen is an irreversible decision. Our trust in Him gives us strength to endure His decision and celebrate with the praise because no matter His decision, we know the Lord is great. On Monday, February 3rd, 2020, a woman's life shifted after receiving a phone call from her primary doctor. Listen very closely. Stay with me. As I said, this is a true story. On the Sunday before, she had an MRI taken of her of her lower back. Her doctor was calling her to provide a follow-up. He said to her, The MRI images are concerning for cancer. I've already consulted with radiology and neurology. Report to emergency ASAP. Imagine that. The doctor had called ahead and staff was expecting her. She called me as we share our personal information regularly because of the trust that's between us. And she told me about the call from her doctor. She later told me that she thought she had told me the doctor had mentioned cancer on the call to her. Well, she hadn't mentioned the C word or, or else I would have reacted differently. Admittedly, I would have worried, but silently, so not to invoke any possible stress to her. I believe that subconsciously, she was protecting me from such news from her doctor. Furthermore, she had not fully digested the information herself at that point. She called me back to update me after her doctor called her again with more details about where to go once she arrived at the hospital. I began feeling helpless while she spoke to me. You see, I live hours away, but I had made up my mind to go to her if she wanted me there. I did what I know to do. What has sustained me all of my life, I went 
in my praying room and prayed and prayed and prayed. She has two children who also live hours away and her other two children were out of town for business and a son-in-law who was at work who now had to pick up her grandchildren, his kids, from school. She's always processing an entire scenario, never partially. But under no uncertain terms, make no mistake that her family would have moved any mountain to get to their mother. She processes information with rationale and typically does not panic. It takes a lot to ruffle her feathers. In my view, she's the poster child for super glue because she holds everyone in her life together. Her doctor informed her that she would be a direct admit. She said, that really made me think how serious they thought it was. She explained what direct admit meant. In a simple explanation, she would not go through any red tape, nor would there be any delays with admitting her because of what was perceived as serious. The hospital staff was awaiting her arrival, so yes, there was a level of heightened concern, especially since the doctor further included that surgery was probable. Probable? He was more certain than not that she had cancer, based on the images he had reviewed. When someone whom you regard as your best friend, friends who support one another through the good, bad, and indifferent, your heart appears to malfunction. Your breath appears to belabor from a concern of what may happen next. What will medical tests further show? You believe in the Holy Spirit and yet you prepare for what may be in the Lord's plan. His decision will be the right one. She had expected to be given her diagnosis, treatment protocol, and prognosis for metastatic cancer, you know, to see whether or not if it had spread in other parts of her body. Over the next four days, every possible blood and radiologic test were administered. She said to me, because the images they were seeing on the MRIs and CAT scans were so unusual, I was seen by teams of neurologists, neurosurgeons, and neuromuscular doctors. Later, she said, as candidly and straightforward as she always talks, I started writing my obituary. The hospital residents and nurses seemed to think that I was either in shock or denial as I was behaving to them as if I had not accepted the dire cancer diagnosis. I began my final words to my children in the obituary draft in this way, and I quote her, I hope that I have lived my life out loud so that it serves as a guidebook to parent, to grandparent, to daughter, to son, to sister, to brother, to granddaughter, to grandson, to friend, to wife, to daughter-in-law, to son-in-law, to sister-in-law, to brother-in-law, to aunt, to uncle, to do love. I hope I have taught you how to live, how to love, and on that last day, how to die.
oh boy, that time her candor was a lot for my heart. The Lord had to hold me up. Was it only a week ago? It seemed like a lifetime. Her youngest daughter had procured tickets and VIP experience to Oprah's Vision 2020 tour in Brooklyn, New York for February 8th. The all-day event opened with a gospel song that they listened to every single morning. Although hidden from her youngest daughter's view and the others in that space, she could not hold back the tears of gratefulness right there in their suite when Tamla Mann opened the session with Take Me to the King. If you haven't heard that song, go to YouTube and pull it up. Take Me to the King by Tamala Mann. I mentioned earlier that with all situations, the Lord chooses to intercede or not. On Thursday, February 6, 2020, he blessed my sister. Yes, she is my sister. The woman is my sister. The Lord made his decision. This time, his decision was to wipe out cancer before the doctors could even suit up for surgery. That's the Lord whom we faithfully serve. He showed her a profound display of grace, mercy, and his unmatched love for her. He answered our prayers again. He spared my sister of cancer treatments and all that comes with a cancer diagnosis. Her doctor was prepared for the worst while the Lord had already decided the best. When I fell in love with Jesus many years ago, it was the very best thing I could have ever done. I found the answer to all things before it was too late. My sister and I have experienced many valleys together, many disappointing days. We weathered each storm with his guidance and protection. We kept the faith. My sister, she's an avid Bible reader. She helps so many people in various degrees. She tirelessly supports her family. She adores her children, son-in-law and grandchildren. She has prayed and prayed all of her life. She is the most selfless person I know. This time, he protected one of the loves in my life, my sister. He showed her that he loves her so much. He did a miraculous thing. He wanted to show her and others his omnipotent power. I do not doubt for a second that he removed cancer from her body. Man has skills, but none compares with his. The Almighty was holding her in his arms, his arms of love all the while. Doctors and specialists are skilled at what they do. However, there are times when the human mind cannot comprehend nor explain many situations. The doctors themselves sometimes cannot explain what defies the art of medical science. For believers in Christ, there is only one explanation. He lives. 
He is the Alpha and the Omega, and he has the last word. He delights in blessing us. The experience is a testimony, not only for my sister, but for me, her children, and those who know her miraculous story. Christ can recover anything, no matter what we're going through. He reaches down and lifts us up. He is our hope and comfort. Pray and believe. We rejoice and love the Lord for his favor, grace, and mercy. He lives in my sister. We worship him because we know he lives. I speak with a strong faith. If you don't know him, try him. Just try him. There will be no turning back. On that note, my sister Marshall Feaster and I personally extend an invitation to read our book. I tell you, as her co-author, it is the most jaw-dropping, intriguing, no-holding-back memoir you'll ever read. The name of it is I Know Why Mama Cried, a memoir by Goya Spry and Marshall Feaster. I thank you for listening to another episode of Plugging In with GPS. Bye-bye for now.